Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to the It Just Works Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining me today as I just talk about a few topics, a couple of news updates, and uh, one game being delayed, uh, Mario Kart 9 rumors, and some Halo Infinite news. Uh, it's just short and sweet today, just something to uh, hold you guys over until next week's episode, which is the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl review, and our Legends RCS preview. So I'm, I'm very, very excited for that. It's going to be a really fun episode. Obviously, the Pokemon episodes have been a ton of fun, and I'm really good, happy to be doing video game episodes, too. So it's kind of hard to kind of separate the TV episodes, the movie episodes, but last week was episode 100. Thank you to everyone who's listened to the episode so far. I appreciate all of you so much. Thank you for everyone who's listened to this show, even for a little bit, and has joined me on this journey. I can't believe I'm at 100 episodes already. That's kind of a lot, actually, now that I think about it, but... I want to be able to do a thousand. So that's the next goal, right? I'm just kidding. 500 is where we're at right now. Uh, so that's where I want to go. But uh, I just want to talk about a couple game news updates. You know, we have a Pokemon Legends RCS overview trailer, which I kind of wanted to talk about. It came out recently. It's about a 13 minute trailer that just goes over, you know, the story of the game and some of the activities you'll participate in uh, throughout your playthrough. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up, besides it obviously being uh, Pokemon news, is they just showed like a lot of raw gameplay, and the game looks so much better than the reveal trailer we got last year and some of the other trailers, just the little snippets we've seen, uh, you know, towards the end of last year. And I think this game is looking solid. Uh, the crafting, the character customization, the Pokemon themselves, the the region itself—I just feel like there's a lot to offer. And I, you know, I just want to be optimistic, you know, cautiously, but, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I want this game to do good and, you know, I'm hoping that maybe this game blows me out of the water and maybe Pokemon wants to innovate this way and maybe kind of <clears throat> do the regions backwards from now on. So, you know, this one is technically the Sinnoh region, uh, in the past. So maybe we'll do like a Johto region in the past and we'll actually see more of the, <clears throat> excuse me, the feudal Japan, you know, type, you know, uh, scenery and just buildings and structures. Maybe they'll be more old school looking. I think that'd be really cool. And uh, I'm, I'm just hoping Legends Arceus is good. Uh, if you haven't checked out that trailer, go check it out. This game has a lot to offer from what it's showing. And I really hope that it, it has a solid landing because I, I would like to see, you know, this Pokemon game be critically successful 
on the level that Breath of the Wild was where people were like, dude, this is awesome. It's a nice change of pace from a formula that was really good, you know, for 20 plus years. And I don't remember what year of the franchise, you know, Breath of the Wild came out, but we just had the 30th last year, um, 35th last year, I think, or no 30th. Anyways, the point is, I just want this game to do good, just like Breath of the Wild did, where the change in formula, you know, a lot of people were accepting of it and actually appreciated it at the end of the day. And I think that's important for developers to try these new things and actually find success with them. I'm always excited for innovation if it's done right. So we'll have to see if this more open third person action RPG type thing that they're going for works. Um, one of the, one of the few things that really stood out to me was just like wandering around and surveying the territory and you can find Pokemon, you can sneak up on them that, you know, you know, throw food at them, uh, try to capture them, or you can throw your, um, I need to turn my sound off on my phone. Uh, or you can throw your Pokeball at them. But one of the one of the main things, like a, it's such a minor detail so far, and I hope that it's obviously continuously good in the full game, is your trainer actually doing more commands and just being in the general battle scene with the cameras, you know, instead of just the two Pokemon, and then you can kind of see the trainer in the back. Like the trainer is very much involved in the battling for this. So I'm really hoping that, you know, there's more little details like that that they, they've they always had in, in the past, you could say. But now they're kind of more fleshed out. So we'll see what happens. But Pokemon Legends Arceus comes out January 28th. And you can expect a review and discussion about that game after it comes out. But be sure to check out next week's episode when we do our Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl review. We'll also do a preview to Legends Arceus because that episode will come out days before the game does. So that'll be our final preview before. Uh, next up is Stalker 2, uh, one of the games we just talked about on episode 100, the Chernobyl-based uh, survival horror action first-person shooter game. I don't really know what to call it. Uh, you know, it's one of the games that I'm most excited for this year. Unfortunately, it got delayed for seven months, and I believe it's coming out in November or December now. Uh, the developers were just straight up honest uh, and honest about it. They just need more time to flesh out the game's content and, you know, just make sure performance and, you know, all the bugs and glitches and, you know, as many fixes as they can are polished for the launch of this game. And, you know, a lot of people still say like Halo Infinite should have had more content and I don't think they're necessarily wrong, but thankfully 343 took a year uh, to just polish the game up and make sure it was completely playable at launch. Um, and they, they succeeded at that for the most part. So, you know, if, if Stalker 2 can do that, then I, I say, uh, you know, more the merrier. I don't think there's anything wrong with delaying a game if it means that the launch product we get is what they intended. So I think that's amazing. Um, you know, and I wish the team the best. I hope it all works out. I'm excited to get my hands on it one way or another. Uh, next up is Dying Light 2. So Dying Light 2 is a first-person parkour, survival, horror, just action game, open-world zombie game. Uh, it's very, very well made. Uh, the first one was a lot of fun. I couldn't finish it. Um, I started to get motion sickness from all the parkouring and stuff in first-person. Um, or maybe not motion sickness, but it gave me headaches. Oh, that's me hitting my phone. Um, but I thought the game was great. I thought it really innovated the zombie uh, game genre. You know, just it was really, really fun to play. I'm kind of sad I didn't finish it, but 
you know, it's kind of aged now. So Dying Light 2, I might get, get my hands on. But the developers claim that the game to complete will be, I'm sorry, it will take 500 hours to complete. So <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> um, 500 hours is a shit ton. And I don't know a lot of people that have, you know, the ability to make time for that. And the other thing is, is I don't really like when developers say, like, our game's going to take this long to beat. Because there's going to be someone out there who's going to beat it faster than that. Um, obviously not the general audience, which is probably what they're referring to when it comes to the 500 hours. You know, just the average player. But I don't. I think that's kind of a bold claim still. And I don't, I don't know why you'd come out and do that. Like, your game's already been delayed four times. Maybe five now? Like... You know, let's just let's just get the game out and you know hopefully it's a success because i know these people work very hard on it and then you can you know kind of gloat about how long it'll take to beat and how proud of you are you know of how much hours of content there is it just seems weird and i, I can't think of the game's name specifically but i know there's a game out there where developers kind of did this where they just said oh it's going to take this many hours to beat and then someone did it in like i think literally more than or less than half the time that they said so I don't know. To me, that's not a very good route to go down. But Dying Light 2 does look good. Uh, it looks interesting. And, you know, I, I hope it's good when it comes out. So keep an eye out for Dying Light 2 if you want to spend 500 hours fighting zombies and other humans. But hopefully the story is good and actually convincing. But hopefully it also doesn't take like over 100 hours to complete. Because I think uh, one of the main critiques people had for Assassin's Creed Valhalla was that you know, I think it takes like 70 hours to like fully complete the story the way Ubisoft intended. And like, that's, that's too much, man. <laughs> you know, I think Halo Infinite on Legendary took me about maybe 10, 12 hours. If that, I, I could, that's a terrible ballpark um, timeline, but like, that was nice. I enjoyed myself. And if that was all I did, then that's great. I still went back and did everything else and did lasso, but not everyone wants to play uh, your game, you know, for 500 hours. I think it, I don't think that should be a goal either. I think, I think your goal should be to make the game as stand out as possible in terms of the impact it has with the storytelling, maybe it's graphics and performance, the gameplay, like make it stuck in everyone's head forever. And like make that the achievement, not how long it takes for someone to sit down and drain their life playing it. <laughs> I don't know. That's just my take on that. Um, obviously, you know, everyone, uh, you guys may have a different take on that. Uh, next up is some Mario Kart nine rumors. One of the other games I talked about in episode 100, how I really wanted to get that announcement. I either want Mario Kart eight ultimate, you know, kind of like they did with smash bros, just make an ultimate game with a shit ton of characters and extra tracks. Cause at this point with Mario Kart, I just want like 50 tracks. Like that's all I really want. I already have enough of the characters. Sure. Maybe more customization options and uh, maybe a better social system for the, their online activities. But like, I, I'm not asking for much, but anyways, <laughs> uh, some Mario Kart nine rumors came out and that people are saying that it's an active development right now at Nintendo and that the game might be like an open world esque type game with some bosses and stuff. And what I can really think about is if you look at Nintendo's IPs or what they've done with their games, they've all kind of done like the whole open world Breath of the Wild, you know, Skyrim treatment where, you know, Kirby's more open world now. You had Super Mario Odyssey with open world segments 
or, you know, in open world in general to an extent. Um, you know, you'd have to fly to the different areas, but, uh, you know, you got Breath of the Wild itself, which was directly inspired by Skyrim and other Western RPGs. And then you have Legends Arceus coming out, which is another open world S game. It just seems like Nintendo wants to keep doing this open exploration or give the players more freedom and not have such a linear, uh, levels and, you know, uh, level design. So, um, the only thing I can think of with like Mario Kart is that they kind of go down the Forza Horizon path, which I'm not necessarily opposed to, but once again, I'm not really even asking for much when it comes to them making more content for Mario Kart, whether it's a game or uh, expansions. I just really want more tracks. Like I, I would like in a perfect world with Mario Kart currently before they do like Mario Kart nine, if they just did Mario Kart ultimate and they brought back every single character who's not in the game from the past and then every single track that's also from past games. And then also maybe like eight new tracks that are like brand new to the franchise. I think that'd be cool. That's really all I really want. <laughs> I just, I don't think it's too much to ask for with Mario Kart, but we'll have to see what happens. You guys will definitely be updated uh, on any Mario Kart news. You know, obviously we'll get some Nintendo directs this year and hopefully Brian and Brandon can join me on those to discuss them. I still want Nintendo to be good, you know, with their content and, you know, their first IPs and all their beautiful games they got coming out. Uh, But to be honest, I'm not even asking for much Mario Kart. And it would be cool if we also, like, if they do go this route with Mario Kart 9, if they just make it like a launch title for a better, more powerful Nintendo Switch. I know everyone's like sick of hearing about that because it still hasn't happened, you know, the Nintendo Switch Pro or whatever they want to call it. But I still hope we do get that console because I think... As you heard in episode 100, as you know, we were talking to Brian about some games, I still think this console is really holding some amazing titles behind with its lack of, you know, performance. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. Uh, let's see. Last bit of news before I talk about what I've been playing recently. Uh, Halo Infinite News, the Cyber Showdown update started yesterday, as you guys are going to be hearing this. So that'll be January 18th. Uh, there's 10 event um battle pass items to unlock what uh they're like more um cyberpunkish looking neon colors and um so it's a pretty cool event i have to check that out i did they did not confirm as i'm recording this if there's going to be any new game modes added to it so like the fiesta was originally added for the tenrai event i don't know but i think king of the hill is supposed to come back pretty soon so we'll see what happens there uh they also said that a big team battle update will be coming out this week and it should fix the big team battle issues that they are having. They fixed it internally and they went through Xbox certification on Saturday. So hopefully uh, we get that update soon and all of us can go back to playing big team battle because I sure do miss it myself. Uh, I've barely even been playing Halo that much. I've probably only played like a few hours in the last couple weeks. Or I'm sorry, last week. Uh, just kind of miss uh, playing big team battle. You know, it's a lot of fun to get, jump in that with friends and, you know, just just for pure 12 v 12 chaos with vehicles and all the weapons, you know, it's got a great sandbox. Uh, the other thing that was talked about with halo is that the, uh, multiplayer designer, I believe it's the lead multiplayer guy. I forgot his name. So I apologize. Uh, you know, he did say openly in a tweet that they do plan on looking at the store, you know, their, their premium store and, you know, maybe working on the pricing and, uh, what is offered in their store to give players a better offering, but also at reduced cost. So 
we'll have to see what the prices go down to. But for an example, if anyone doesn't play Halo, it's just like your typical free to player, free to play, um, you know, premium shop. So like the most expensive thing in there is like 20 bucks. Uh, the second most expensive thing for the week will be 15 bucks. And then you got a, a, a uncommon thing. that will be like 10 bucks. And then a daily thing that's five bucks. So their prices are, in my opinion, the industry standard, but I, I do agree with a lot of people out there that they should be a lot lower. Um, I think like it should be 15 for the legendary, you know, their, their main weekly item. And then, uh, you know, 10 for their other secondary weekly item and then five, for their third tier like uh, weekly item and then honestly like two bucks for their dailies or something like that i don't know they they need to figure it out i hope they do because um a lot of the stuff they're offering isn't like anything to freak out about so i'll have to see what happens uh i'll uh i'll let you guys know though i will update you guys with any halo infinite news of course you know you figure this out now I'm halo fanboy over here um so let's hope that a big team battle you know uh, it gets fixed and it works very well. And then also the cyber showdown. Let's just hope that's a, a fun little event. You know, you can unlock a digital visor looking thing, like a holographic visor, like a hologram type visor. I'm sorry uh, for your helmet. And then you can unlock like a, uh, you know, a digital Mohawk for your Spartan. Uh, it sounds goofy, but it actually looks kind of cool. Um, like for what they're going for, especially on the level streets from new Mombasa, the, the night map, uh, it just looks cool when the Spartans are walking around with it. And it, it's something you would see in like Blade Runner and all those type of sci-fi films. So it's it's pretty cool to see. And then, of course, probably Cyberpunk itself. Um, yeah, so that's all the news and updates I got right now. I tried to look um, for some other news and updates as I'm recording this. I, I couldn't really find anything. So we'll have to hopefully have some better news uh, coming up here. Um, actually, one last thing. I'm sorry. I just remembered before I forget. Uh, the Hitman trilogy, which is critically and just commercially just acclaimed by everybody, uh, is coming to Game Pass. That will be coming to Game Pass soon. I think it's January 25th, but I'll have to double check on that. Uh, the reason why I bring it up is not only is it, like I said, loved by a ton of people out there. I haven't played them personally, but IO Entertainment, the people who are, you know, created this new Hitman trilogy are the people who are working on the new James Bond game. So hopefully... You know, it's obviously a reflection of how good they are at making these Hitman games. So we'll have to check it out. But yes, that will become the Game Pass very soon. All right. Well, before we uh, wrap it up here, I just want to talk about some games I've been playing recently because they're kind of a assorted mix. Uh, I've been playing Pokemon for our review coming next week. I caught all the legendary Pokemon. Uh, that was pretty fun. You know, and, uh, and one of the activities you can do towards the end of the game. Uh, the Grand Underground is still the way to go. Uh, if you guys own that game, I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. But the Grand Underground with the biomes and wild Pokemon, one of the best additions ever. Now I kind of just wish every game had an underground like this. Uh, next up is a game. Shout out to Eric the Casual Gamer for telling me and our cousin Jared about it. Uh, it's a game on Game Pass called Wreckfest. So Wreckfest is a demolition derby slash you know dirt racing or you know street racing game. Not street racing as in, you know, tuners and actually in the cities. Ah, there, there is some city maps, damn it. <laughs> it's just a hodgepodge game. Just a, a random ass game that's on Game Pass. And it's really, really good. You know, shout out to that whole development team out there. Uh, the game is just fun. 
I feel like the level of detail for when the cars, you know, when you crash into them and their pieces are coming off are actually pretty impressive until it gets a little too unrealistic when you get freaking sandwiched and your guys all warped and shit driving. Uh, the game is very fun. The soundtrack's great. The car selection is phenomenal and the online play is very fun and addicting. Uh, Wreckfest is on Game Pass. And honestly, I can't recommend it enough. If you guys played Test Drive Unlimited and just, you know, some of the other burnout games way back in the day, like on the original Xbox, uh, this is 100% for you. <clears throat> Please do not sleep on this game. If you have time, go check it out. Uh, next up is Forza 7, which you'll probably see me post a clip here that I recorded of my Porsche 911 GT3 RS. Uh, just a game that... Um, you know, I just wanted to check out again, you know, I was talking to Jared about it and like Forza Horizon, while it's really, really good and like one of the best racing games out there, uh, it's become kind of stale to me because they've basically been the same game since Horizon 2. Like they definitely found their footing and they know the formula that they want to go with and but they're not bad games by any means. It's just, this is truly a, you played one, you played them all type deal. Like we were talking about last week with the Forza Motorsport reboot. But I wanted to come back and play 7 because I do miss the simulation racing. I do miss some of the tracks uh, that are in these games. And I got to tell you, this game for being you know a few years old now uh, looks really, really good. Uh, the graphics on this game are insane. Uh, they hold up very, very well. So that's one of the reasons why I want to bring it up is to like really reinforce the thought that I'm like really excited to see what they do with this next entry. I can only imagine how good the graphics are going to be. So... Definitely uh, excited for some more Forza. Uh, towards the end of last week, me er and Eric and Will, a uh, friend of the show, played some Smash Brothers on the Switch. That was a lot of fun. Been playing some Switch. I'm um, sorry. Uh, Smash Bros. on the Switch. Uh, you know, one of the things that bothers me about Smash Brothers is you can't change your controls. So I don't know about other people out there, but... I play all my fighting games on, you know, with D-pads and stuff. I don't actually use the thumbstick. Well, in Smash Brothers, you have to use the thumbstick. So I finally figured out why I don't really like playing them that much. And that's what it is. But uh, it's been fun lately. It's been a lot of fun. You just kind of have to suck it up and, you know, just play the game because it's always fun to play with friends and family. So shout out to those guys. Those matches were crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, next up is... Mortal Kombat. So we got Mortal Kombat's 30th anniversary coming up this year. And I will hopefully be recording episode one of that. Um, just trying to figure out what games I want to record episodes on before I do it. But I was uh, playing Mortal Kombat 9. Uh, I have it for backwards compatibility on the Xbox. And I got to tell you, that game holds up very well. It's a very well done game. The last three Mortal Kombat's have been stellar. So I'm really excited to see what 12 is whenever that comes down the pipeline. I uh, just wanted to talk about Mortal Kombat because, man, the 30th anniversary. I can't believe we're here. Uh, next up is Apex Legends. I decided to hop on Apex Legends and, you know, play a, play a few matches yesterday. And it was kind of cool, you know, all, with all the training I've been doing on, uh, you know, Halo uh, Infinite. It was actually pretty cool to play uh, Apex and, you know, uh, use the wingman. You know, the wingman's normally a gun that, you know, I kind of suck with. But I was pretty good yesterday. You know, I got 10 kills and 12 knockdowns. And yeah, it was pretty sweet. But uh, yeah, so that's it. That's what I've been playing this week. Let me know Let me know what you guys have been playing. Oh, my dog is going crazy. 
Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast as always. I will see you next week for that Pokemon episode and I hope you all have a great day. Bye.